Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled, In the End, Only the Godly Will Win. In the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, we find the account of the first murder after the fall of man. Cain became angry when God accepted the sacrifice of Abel, but he was less pleased with Cain's sacrifice. As a result of the murder, Cain was punished by God. God declared to Cain that the earth would no longer yield unto him its strength, and he was made a fugitive and a vagabond. Genesis 4 and 12 states, When thy tillest the ground, and it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond shall thy be in the earth. Cain responded in Genesis 4 and 13 with these words, My punishment is greater than I can bear. God, in his infinite mercy, put a mark upon Cain so that anyone finding him should not kill him without severe repercussions. Genesis 4.15 says, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Following God's judgment, Cain went out from the presence of God. The Life in the Spirit Bible's commentary on page 15 states that Cain and his descendants were the pioneers of human civilization that was estranged from God and were therefore the first humanistic society. According to the commentary, the basis of any humanistic society is to overcome the curse, find pleasure, and regain paradise without God. The world system in its revolt against God is founded upon the principle of self-redemption for the human race. Doesn't this describe the attitude and the way of life of many of the ungodly today? The ungodly family of Cain developed and centered itself around the secular arts and business, establishing a way of self-reliance. It is no surprise that we find those same behaviors among many ungodly people in today's world. The sad truth is, self-reliance will never lead the ungodly to salvation. Those who reject God and His Son, Jesus Christ, will suffer the consequences of hell and the lake of fire because Jesus Christ is the only route to eternal life in peace with Almighty God. In the end, the ungodly will never win, and all that they accomplish will come to naught. Now, just as there were multitudes of ungodly men upon the face of the earth following the fall of man, Fortunately, there were also a few godly men in this time period. The Bible refers to only four men as godly, Abel, Seth, Enoch, and Noah, 
between the creation of Adam and the time in which God repented that he even made man. Though the number of godly men were few, God was able to accomplish his purpose through them. You see, God will always have a remnant of godly men. In Ezekiel 6 and 8, God said, Yet will I leave a remnant, that ye may have some that shall escape the sword among the nations, when ye shall be scattered through the countries. Also, when Elijah hid himself in a cave from Queen Jezebel, fearing for his life and supposing that he was the only man that God had left that worshipped him, God said in 1 Kings 19:18, Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. After Abel was killed, came Seth, the third child born to Adam and Eve. Eve saw him as a son given to her as a substitute for her righteous and murdered son Abel. She said in Genesis 4 and 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Seth bore a son whose name was Enos. The Bible tells us that after the birth of Enos, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Genesis 4.26 says, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Enos was the ancestor of Enoch, who was such a godly man that God took him to heaven without seeing death. Genesis 5 and 24 says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, but God took him. Enoch was a man who pleased God. Hebrew 11 and 5 tells us, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That was Hebrew 11 and 5. Enoch was the perfect example for those of us who strive to be godly men and women. He lived by faith in God. He trusted in God's word and in God's promises. He endeavored to live a holy life, embraced God's ways, and he stood firmly against the ungodliness of his generation. We too should walk with God in true holiness and speak loudly and strongly against sin. We should warn men and women of the wrath to come upon those who live ungodly lives. Now, the fourth man that the Bible refers to as a godly man prior to the flood was Noah. In the sixth chapter of Genesis, verses six through nine, God was angry with the evil and violent status of mankind. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. 
and Noah walked with God. God's anger with mankind ungodliness was so severe that it resulted in what is known as the flood. God flooded the world, destroying all living creatures with the exception of eight human beings and the animals that he called to replenish the earth. Noah, his wife, his children, and their wives were spared from the destruction of the earth by the flood because Noah was a godly man. It was through him that God was able to restore life on earth making him the ancestor of all people today. Unfortunately, not even this godly man was able to convince the people outside of his immediate seven family members to be saved by getting into the ark. Although Noah had no natural people outside of his family to keep him encouraged, he trusted God. Noah was obedient to God and did everything that God told him to do. He was told to build the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch, and he did it. He was told to accept the land animals that showed up on their own and admit them into the ark. He allowed them to enter the ark. He was told when he and his family were to enter the ark and when they were to exit it. Noah obeyed God to the letter. And as a result of his obedience, we, along with all land animals, are here today. Noah was a preacher of the gospel, but just like Isaiah and Jeremiah, he had no fruit. In spite of that, he continued to obey God. He did not allow himself to become discouraged. He just kept working. We can only imagine how Noah must have been ridiculed by his contemporaries. Yet in spite of all that he went through, Noah was a perfect example of how we who live godly should be today. The Bible tells us that if we live godly, we should expect to be persecuted. 2 Timothy 3 and 12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It does not matter that others may not believe us when we preach the truth. We must continue to do so. Even though the enemy may try to make us believe that our gospel message is worthless, we must preach the truth anyway. Although we may never even see the results of our lifelong work, we must continue to do the work we were called to do. We have no way of knowing the full impact or the outcome of what we do in obedience to God, but we must continue in faith and work diligently. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ promised us many wonderful blessings if we are faithful and if we work diligently in obedience to his commands. He said in John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus has prepared a place for us in heaven that is so beautiful that we cannot even imagine it. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 states, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. This and many other great and wonderful promises are available to the saints of God who are the righteous men and women. 
We must choose to live holy lives, continue to trust in Jesus, and hold on to his promises until the very end. The godly men of old, Abel, Seth, Enoch, and Noah, are one of the examples of how we should persevere in all situations. Abel was murdered because his sacrifices pleased God. Ultimately, he won. Seth was God's replacement to his parents in the loss of a holy brother. Seth won. Enoch walked with God and was taken into heaven without dying. What what a winner he was. God was able to use Noah as the ancestor of all generations today, and that made Noah a winner. Just as our ancient holy forefathers were winners, we too can be winners. We attain the victory and become winners when we yield our will and our lives to the Lord. Saints, we will gain eternal life and live with our Heavenly Father if we faint not. And so, in closing, I say to you, let us always remember that in the end, only the godly will win. May God bless you all.